We are just excited to be back again to talk to you all some more. This episode, we're going to talk about a sanctified imagination. We're going to talk about imagination in general, and then we're going to talk about how important it is to use a sanctified imagination to learn more about Hashem, to get closer to Hashem, to fall in love with Hashem. And the Bible is full of stories where you can use your sanctified imagination to connect on a closer level to really get to know who Hashem is. You know, it's not about just uh, knowledge. It's about a relational connection and a sanctified imagination is the way to get there. What do you think about that, Ruthie? Well, I think that's absolutely right because our intent is to develop this close relationship with Hashem. And we can do that using our imagination because uh, a sanctified imagination is the eyes of our understanding. And if we understand Hashem and what it is that He wants us to be and the kind of relationship he wants with us, then our imagination changes and becomes sanctified. So the imagination is part of the soul gate, one of the soul gates, correct? Right. That's right. And, right. and so people are using, everyone is using, and more often than they think, everyone is using their imagination every day. In fact, architects use it. There's nothing, the chairs that we're sitting on, the, the tables that we're leaning on, that all came out of an imagination of someone who was commissioned right. to to draw a desk so that we can then build it and then we can sell it. You know, all the buildings that we're in, the cars, you know, the fancy car. I love sports cars. I'm a person that loves sports cars. I like fast cars. All the fancy cars or the not so fancy cars. Someone was commissioned to say, hey, look, you're going to draw a car and now we're going to build it. But it comes from the imagination. And imagination, thank you, Ruach HaKadosh, thank you, just dropped it in my spirit, is a gift from Hashem. He's given us the gift to imagine. And in fact, the way that we know that it's a gift is because when you go back to remember the story about the Tower of Babel and they were wanting to build a tower to go into the heavens so that they could become like God. Now, that's when they started to use their imagination for evil because Hashem said, you know what? Everything that they have placed within their heart to do, they will be able to do it. So I must go down there and confound their language to prevent them from happening. He created us with an imagination that if we could imagine, it could actually happen. It could take place. It could go from imagination and turn into reality. How powerful is that? What? two young boys that decided they were gonna fly. And now today we have we have jumbo jets, we have we have jets that can cross the ocean within a few hours. All because of somebody's imagination. All because of somebody's imagination. That is a gift. I want folks to understand your imagination that Hashem has given you is a gift. But you and you choose to use it either 
for good or for evil. So let's talk about how imagination is used for evil. What do you think about these when folks are dwelling on these video games and stuff? Well, you know, a lot of times... Adults and and kids. Right. And that's what I realized. I used to think it was just the kids. But apparently there are a lot of... They call them gamers, and they have conferences where they do gaming. But these kids who sit for hours and hours playing these violent video games, you know, where they're shooting up the enemy and that kind of stuff. And then... They go to school, and somebody decides they're going to bully them. So what, what happens, it triggers the, the imagination about, well, I know how to take care of that person. Because they, they go back into the memories that have been implanted because of the games that they've been playing. And then the, it becomes an action. They go, they get themselves a gun. They take it to school, and they plan to get rid of the person that that has been bullying them. But in the process, a lot of innocent people are killed. All because of what has come through the body gates. The sounds from the games, the eyes seeing, the hands um, with the... With the the little thing that they use to to play the game, the handheld device, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the touch. There's the ear gate with the sounds. There's the the eye gate that they're watching what's going on, and so so all of this through the body gates, it comes in. It's in the mind, in the in the and the those those thoughts are triggered because of different things and so it begins to manifest so and then mm-hmm. and then people are wondering why it's because the imagination is a very very powerful tool that God has given us it's a very powerful tool scientifically they describe it as the imagination is pulling from your mind stored memories and then creating a story behind it, developing something. For example, there are people that have imagination, uh, stories, fantasies, if you will, about being an Olympic uh, winner, (laughs) whether it be being like running the fastest race, being a race car driver, driving the fastest car, these types of things. And, And what's so interesting is when we develop our imagination, when we ponder upon these things, it becomes almost real. Sometimes people can get lost in that reality that isn't real. And then sometimes the imagination can turn into something that is real. More often than not, it does turn into something that is real. It wasn't that's what Yeshua said. Then Yeshua said, if you just think on something, he was specifically talking about if you're, you know, you think in your heart, if you're lusting after a woman uh, or vice versa, then you still have committed the sin because you thought it, the intent of your heart, okay, gave you something to trigger the imagination to pull upon the memory and then eventually you'll end up acting it out. 
because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right. So imagination is the vehicle, but the intent of the heart is the ignition. It's the starter. It's the it's the key that you put in the, the ignition and you start it up. So the intent of the heart drives the imagination into a place that's either godly or ungodly. This is why it's so important for us to guard our senses and the imagination can pull on memory that was brought in through the external, brought in externally through our five senses and stored, whether it be vibration, frequency, and sound, exactly what you said earlier, just a few minutes ago. And so we pull on that then, and then we create a fantasy world. So we can get in a lot of trouble doing this. I want folks to be very careful. If you're sitting and staring at the television for hours, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's politics. I don't care if it's cartoons. You've got to ask yourself, if what I'm bringing in through my five senses, is it godly? Is it something that's going to give me, lead me into a closer relationship with Hashem? Measure the hours in a day and how many hours you spend absorbing in your mind all these different things that are taking place. And then through that absorption of all of these different things, you are actually creating and setting the intent of your heart. And so some folks are probably wondering, why is the intention of my heart always on things that are distracting and taking me away from Hashem? Well, the question I have is, well, what are you focusing on all the time? And when you come home, are you focusing on those things that are drawing your heart closer, the intention of your heart closer to Hashem? Are you focusing on those things that are drawing it away? And it doesn't have to be something that is just downright evil it could be something that's just distracting. Right. Which I think right. is one of the greatest evils of all because we don't know we're distracted. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You, yeah, until you find out you have gotten nothing accomplished all day and you wonder why. Because of that distraction and, and you've spent hours and... And not even realize that. And you're further from a relationship with Hashem. Every day, you're further and further away. If we're not building a relationship intentionally with our hearts to connect with Hashem on a daily basis, then we are slowly but surely getting further and further away. That's how it works. Yeah, I want to go back to what you talked about, the architect. Um, King David, in the Bible, his heart was so intentional on spending time with God and being like God and thinking about Him and wanting Him close all the time that he he would imagine... Uh, as he was building his own palace, he would imagine this a place for God to live. And so he decided, I'm going to build this temple. And did the plans for the temple, got the 
materials for the temple until God told him, no, you can't build the temple, but you can collect all the stuff. But he was, his intent was so on Hashem that he knew that it needed to become a reality, and it did. And so when we think about aligning our thoughts with the thoughts of God, opening up our spirit gates, and letting first love flow through, it will cause us to change our focus and our imagination then um, changes from being soulish to being more spirit-focused. Absolutely. And setting our imagination on a shim like I said, is not only a gift from Hashem. There are many examples in the Bible where we can focus the intent of our heart on Hashem and then encounter who Hashem is. For example, Ezekiel. (laughs) And... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could talk about Ezekiel all night. Okay, the wheel within a wheel, and what the 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 throne and all the beings and the eyes and on the wheels. I mean, is if that's not a wild story, I don't know what is. We can talk about uh, John, where he was in specifically in Revelation, and here he is meditating on a shem, and he's like, "Hey, come up here." <laughs> Yeah, and that's he right. and he's shown many things. We can talk about who else? We can talk Elijah. about yes, Elijah. You know, with the with the whole thing with the rain, he was at the end of at the end of it all. He saw the rain. He it there was no cloud in the sky, but he he had imagined and he had seen it. To the point where he kept sending the young man, go and look, go and look, go and look. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Until finally he said, I see a little cloud. And he said, oh, it's going to rain. You know, because because his, his intent was toward what God wanted for, for Israel. But you know, you know, Nina, even with the prophets, it could turn the other way. Because Elisha got angry, you know, uh, the, in, in Ephesians, is, it tells us to be angry but not to sin. Mm. But he got so angry with these little boys, calling him bald head, go up baldy, that he called the bears on them. And I think it was, he was, it was out of anger that he, that he, um, operated. I don't know if he repented of that or not, but it can go either way for good people, for people that are God-fearing. So we have to be, we have to be very uh, cognizant of the imagery that is in us, what we imagine. This is why it's so important to clean out our gates, because... Right. We have to deal with the images that are ungodly, clean out our gates so that the the images that we can pull upon 
and our cognitive function are images that are godly. You see, they are of the Lord and they are images that we can use to be led by Ruach HaKodesh to show us what we are to do next. What is our written on our scroll? What is our mission here and how we are to function? And, you know, I want to encourage folks too to spend time with Hashem because it, when you spend time with Hashem, Hashem has a way of connecting with you like Peter. Peter and Paul are two great examples. Peter in Acts talks about how he was on his journey and he drew into the city and he went up onto the housetop to pray. And what happened? Right. That's when he went into a, a trance and and he right. went into a, 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 a wild experience about being being forced to eat unclean meats right. <laughs> or these unclean things. But then you look at Paul, too, where it says when he came to pass and he went to Jerusalem. And while he was praying, he went into the temple. And when he went into the temple, also he fell into a trance and Hashem was able to show him. That was also in Acts. It's Acts twenty two seventeen. Hashem was able to communicate with him to tell him things to come, to tell him things that he needed to know. And so when we connect with Hashem and when we read these stories in the Bible about other folks and what took place. There's so many stories in the Bible That's that right. show how right. the they connected with Hashem. It shows how um, it gives us stories that allows us to use our imagination to connect connect with Hashem. For example, how about the story of, of, of Lazarus? I mean, Lazarus being raised from the dead is a tremendous story. If I were to read that to folks tonight, you know, could you imagine and pull from your memory pictures and sounds and right. even the the sounds of people talking and maybe potential footsteps walking by and w- what did it sound like when the feet were were walking against the ground and was it sunny and you begin to imagine and pull from your memory on all these things and begin to, to develop the story and as you begin to do that you're beginning to engage with who Hashem is and you're beginning to learn more about him and the more we focus our mind on the stories and the encounters and engagements of the Bible the more it will begin to encompass more and more of our memory. And then we can clean that other stuff out so that our memory is consecrated, our memory is holy, and we can be used by Hashem. That's right, because we really think in pictures. I know, I think in pictures. People think in pictures, and the pictures... In our imagination, as as we change, it'll those pictures will fight against any temptation that comes, because now what you what you're doing, you're kicking out of your memory banks those those um, soulish ima- uh, thoughts, soulish memories, memories that are ungodly. Let me say that ungodly, unholy. Um, even memories that are that are um, maybe not evil, but they not they not good to building up your spirit, man. And so, 
sometimes it's just about quieting our minds, you know, just being quiet and being still. And like you say, with the with the stories, let your let your eyes, by faith, see what you want to see, smell what you need to smell, so that so that you can uh, start changing. It's like habits. They say habits take what twenty one days to change a habit, mm-hmm. get rid of a habit, mm-hmm. and replace a new habit. So it's going to take time by focusing on whatever is good and and pleasing and positive to be able to rid ourselves of of some of those other memories. You just said a Bible verse. Doesn't it say think on these things, whatsoever things are right. <laughs> pure, I'm holy, good. good. I could just I mean, you know, this is the thing. When when you immerse yourself in the word of God, you know it so well that it just comes up out of you as you begin to talk and you begin to speak. You remind me of a Bible verse that says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see. God. God, see God, oh C-E-E, they shall see God. And then the word of God says, David says, oh, taste and see that Jehovah is good. Yes. Blessed is the man oh. that take refuge in him. So we, the pure in heart, all right, the pure in heart, the Bible says, will see God. Right. They will be able to taste and see that Yehovah is good. Now, I'm still trying to understand the tasting part. <laughs> but the seeing, I do understand. I will see that he is good. But, you know, I mean, think about it. You you have in your mind, oh, I need something to eat. I'm, I'm going to have an apple. I'm going to have an orange. And so you... You, you eat the orange and you say, oh, thank you. Thank you, Hashem, that you made this. So now I have tasted and I see that it's good because he has provided for me. I love that. And we have the perfect example through Yeshua when he says, the son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the father doing. <laughs> For whatsoever he doeth, these things the Son also doeth, because the Father showeth him all things. So, I think a lot of people overlook this scripture, Ruthie. Yeshua is giving us a blueprint that we should also be doing what we see the Father doing. Not just hearing. Well, we, we focus a lot on hearing his voice, but we need to be seeing him and seeing what he does. Now, the gateway to be able to see what he does is the gift that Yehovah has given us, which is the gift of imagination. And so you see by faith until you see. <laughs> In, in in reality, right. Until you see in this dimension or his dimension. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. Because the thing is, people see angels all the time. But what do you know? 
how do you know an angel looks? You imagine what an angel would look like. Maybe you've seen pictures that people have drawn, and maybe that's not it. Or maybe you just go and read it, the book of Ezekiel, and you know exactly what that angel looks like. How many wings he flies with, how many wings he covers his feet, how many wings he covers his face, how he moves. We could even see the Father. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Revelation. Right. <laughs> He talks about the color of his hair, what it looks like, what his what his body was like, and the more we focus on that, um, I know there was one time I was I was just focused on reading and reading and reading. I went to sleep, and I had a pic. I had a dream that Jesus came, and we were sitting down, and we were having a conversation, and I was so excited when I woke up in the morning, but. I had to use my imagination when I was reading so that when I went to sleep, my imagination was not focused on something on television, but was focused on the picture of Jesus. And so he came to me in my dream. It was amazing. Well, when we use the scriptures as a trigger instead of like using television as a trigger for the negative or violent video games or movies, violent movies or that have are full of curse words and I can go on and on or or demonic images. Okay. When we use the scripture instead of these other things, then it gives permission for Hashem to come in through the imagination. And right. then begin to pour in truth into it and really begin to show us more of him, his realm, and who he is. I mean, that is so exciting. But I want to tell folks, I want to encourage you, it takes practice. It's not something just like faith. All the things that Ruthie and I are talking about, we talk about communion, we talk about the words that you speak, we talk about your faith. All of these things take practice. They just don't come right. naturally. I mean, some people do have some things that are given that are that do come more naturally. For example, I mean, we're talking about sanctified imagination, but some people have the gift of being a seer. Okay, what is a seer? A right. seer is in the scriptures. If you haven't read it, it's S E E R. It's a seer. Okay, I come from a, a line of seers in my family. That's something that's passed down to the generation where there is a connection with Hashem where you folks will, he will reveal things to you. You will begin to see things, see things around, see right. things on people, near people, see things, images in front of you. He's trying to communicate. And I love what the fact that you said he speaks in pictures. A lot of times he will flash pictures in front of my right. mind sometimes it's just as simple as you forgot something in your house and he'll flash the picture and you immediately he doesn't even need to speak he just flashes it and then as long as you're cognitive of it like you're constantly right. in that communication communion with him you will get that trigger and it'll trigger oh man i left you know um an important piece of paper at home that i was supposed to bring or something that you know i I was supposed to use and I didn't pick it up. 
something to, to that extent. That is um, how many a times how Hashem communicates to me. But there is a gift of seeing that he gives. But just because if it may not be something that's necessarily in your generational line, that doesn't mean that you cannot see. You can see and you can see as much as your faith. Correct. You can develop it by faith and you use the word of God as a trigger. The word of God the stories in the Bible, and you picture it. I'll tell you, one time I was doing a prayer line. It was awesome. And one of the folks on the prayer line was, I I read a scripture, and I said, now let's, what do we see in this scripture? And it was was a beautiful scripture about um, the Holy Spirit. It was about Ruach HaKadosh. It was about a well, and it was about drawing upon that well, and he shall give you rivers. Um, you know, living water and that type of thing. And so I said to one of them, one of the folks that were on the prayer line, what do you see? And she started to explain what she saw. And as she was explaining it, I was picturing it. You know, even to this day, I can see that same picture and it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. I see a beautiful well and I see in this deep well, there's this light and there's this path that goes to the well. And then I just see pulling down a drawing down a bucket and just pulling up this water that's just dazzling and it's bright and then taking a big drink of it and it's it's the light of Ruach HaKadosh is all over the place and it's beautiful and I feel myself my body being revived from the nourishment of Ruach HaKadosh which is the Holy Spirit and so you can take Bible verses just like that and really begin right. to connect and encounter. And through that Bible verse, when I think about it now, it brings me into closer connection with Ruach HaKadosh. You, you know, um, that, that's powerful. That's absolutely powerful. But, you know, when, when with, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in the country, around the world, people in, in diet desperate situations but what I do I when I get in the bed these in in Psalms 91 he talks about being in the shelter of the most high so I imagine him with his arms out and I am right there under his under his arms says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high or rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So if you lay down and you just think, okay, you've got a shelter, and I'm under the shelter, so it doesn't matter. It can rain, it can storm, California California fires can come. Nothing's going to touch me because I am right there. So if you use your sanctified imagination to imagine yourself under the shelter, under shadow, and know that there might be a, a blazing fire and it's going to come just so far and it can't come any further. A hurricane, a tornado, a flood, um, it doesn't matter. Animals, you know, uh, whether they you know, 
dogs that attack people, they can come just so far and no further. Because using our sanctified imagination, when a situation really happens like that, immediately you revert to what you have seen in your imagination. Right, exactly. And, and it will manifest because you built your faith and because you've been using your imagination through your faith. You are now calling those things that are not as though they are. That is excellent. And you are building a guard around yourself so that when you get into emergency situations, which oftentimes Hashem will allow to take place for you to see, it's not because Hashem needs to see where you are. You, We need to see where we are in Him. And so it gives us an opportunity to see where we are and how deep our foundation is. Right. You know, manifested sonship is about building a deep foundation. And that deep foundation is built on, number one, a relational connection with Hashem. We can't say enough. We keep stressing it because all of the miracle signs and wonders in the world don't mean anything unless you have a relational connection with Hashem and know exactly who He is. If you don't know who He is, it's very easy. You will be deceived. You can be deceived. You will be deceived because your foundation is on sand. It is not built upon the rock. Right. Because you can do all the miracles you want, and at the end of it, he's going to say, I don't know you. You're going to say, but, but I, I heal this person, and I raise this one from the dead, and he'll say, I don't know you. Yeah, you can say, <laughs> I even cast out demons. He's going to be like, I don't know you. Oh, you. And that would be the saddest thing. For you to live your life thinking that everything is okay and then to lose out on eternity with him. Mm. Because of not having developed that relationship. And develop that developing that relationship means not only you talking to him, but being still and letting him talk to you. Listen to him, and when you start listening to him, you will see him. I believe that. I'm uh, getting there. A hundred percent. Me too. Yeah. I believe that a hundred percent. There's the more you absorb yourself in the Word of God and Hashem and who He is, there's no choice but it to reflect from the inside out of you and to change you from the inside out you will be changed it you it, the, the bible says that the word is living right. okay so right. see the word isn't dead the word of god is not dead it is living and because it's living it has to change us yeah it's just like it's just like children Children that are around people that are kind and loving and gentle and generous become that because that's what that's what they see. And so whatever we watch, whatever we be, it says by beholding you become changed. There it is. Whatever we see 
is what we will become. We talked about Moses and Moses' face because he was in the presence of, of God and he saw him. He was face to face with him. The people who had no relationship with him couldn't handle Moses because because of the brightness of his face. Right. But But Joshua, on the other hand, who was developing that relationship with with God, he could go with Moses, and it wasn't a problem. So we need to surround ourselves with with people that are um, that are seeking Him, that are developing that relationship. And if we don't have it, we just need to ask Him. Show me, show me who I need to connect with. Show me who I need to associate with. And he will bring those people across your path. Absolutely, he will. He's brought many people across our path. I know that. And, you know, we just want to encourage folks that are listening to this podcast to practice, 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 practice. Really, I mean, just dive in. Dive in and go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, When I even think or say the word dive in, I picture in my mind, you know, in my mountain, there is my place where I spend with Ruel Kakadesh, where he is a, he is a, a a pool of water that I can dive deep into to get to know who he is. And I can go deeper and deeper. And as I go deeper, the light is shining. And then he begins to reveal and to show me things like just things under the water. I mean, it's amazing. We just have a really good time. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and I use my sanctified imagination to really explore who Hashem is, and I build off of it. I use the Word of God as triggers, and I dwell. And that's what it means to meditate. See, when, when right. the Bible is talking about Paul meditating and Peter and John and Daniel, when we're, we're seeing that in Ezekiel, um, or Daniel and Ezekiel, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, we're seeing that they are spending, their, their, they're setting aside time. I want to encourage you all to set aside time to spend time to really connect and then to allow Hashem to use that connection to really begin to show you things as you use your faith in connection with Him. It really is amazing. And I guarantee you, you practice and you meditate Try meditating upon a story for 21 days. Just just dive into it. Yeah. Sometimes we read the Bible and we just kind of read it, but we don't meditate upon it. We don't dwell upon it. We don't sit on the letters. You know, if the Word of God is living, we, we should be able to sit in and around and amongst the letters and just to get an understanding of what the story is really trying to reveal. And I'm telling you, Hashem will show you a deeper revelation I mean, this is how we, this is how Ruthie and I live. I mean, this is how we, we, we live and move and breathe and get our understanding from the Word of God. And sometimes when you, when you in need of something, you go to a story like the woman with the two sons, and her sons were going to be taken away because she, her husband had died, she couldn't pay the bills, and you just, Focus on she's going to the prophet and the prophet is giving her 
directions of what she needs to do and she needs to collect all these jobs. And you focus on it and focus on it and focus on it. And then eventually, Hashem will say, okay, here's the solution to your problem. This is what you need to do to to get out of your situation. It may not be that dire. Your kids aren't being taken away from you. Or, or maybe they are. I don't know. Um, there are situations where people's children were taken away. But if they focus on a situation maybe similar to their situation and just focus on it. Um, as somebody said, you need to shake heaven. Shake heaven. Shake heaven until until you get you get your answer until you get the results and um to me shaking heaven is focusing on that focusing 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 uh immersing myself in the story i would be the woman and these are my kids and and the the prophet told me to collect jars and so I'm, I'm visualizing all these jars and the and the neighborhood and we're going up these cobbled streets and we my kids are collecting these jars and the house is so full and we've got no way else to put the jars and you know and and so and then eventually you will get your answer mm-hmm mm-hmm that is awesome. That is so powerful. Well, we just want to encourage you all to continue in this journey. Having a sanctified imagination is awesome. Continue cleaning out those gates and guard them. Guard them and let the Word of God be your guard. Let the Word of Hashem be your guard as you travel on this journey to becoming a manifested son. We love you and we just speak the blessings and the favor of Hashem over your life that it may pour upon you. Just imagine the blessings and favor right now as you're listening to this podcast pouring upon you, circling around you, pouring upon you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and feel the peace of Hashem. Feel shalom all over you and we just bless you. Amen? Amen.